Welcome back. Welcome back. We're here on another Tuesday. Yep. The day after Tuesdays Monday. are the best day. We've always talked about it. Tuesdays are the best day. Mm-hmm. Just for the for the episode purpose, because I don't love Tuesdays actually. Yes, this is true. My favorite day is always Friday. And my least Thursday. favorite day. I don't know if my least favorite day is Sunday or Monday like today I love Sundays no no, I like Sundays but I get like I get the the back to work Mm. weekends over feelings you know like one o'clock rolls around and it's like as soon as you've tipped that noon point I'm like oh I have to work yeah I was just talking about how it's totally unfair Mm -hmm. that we have to commit 40 hours a week of our lives to doing something that's not what we want to do <laughs> don't get me started on that and you know what bothers me the most <laughs> is that okay now that we're working from home it's less of an issue but before it's not just 40 hours it's like all the time that you use to get ready yes. in the morning go to work and then come back like if you really start counting all the time that you directly and indirectly invest into working it's way more yes yes hours. i i I 100% agree with that. And then it's like, I don't know, it's just garbage. Like you should never have to spend, I don't know, this, you know what, this is quickly turning into adulting complaint party number two, mm-hmm. but like, I hate having to like drive to work and then like yeah. take the time to spend money on like an outfit that looks like super perfect or whatever. I don't know. Like I would definitely be down with working a job where we wear like a polo that they give us every single day Mm. where like it, I don't have to pay for it. It's something that they give me and you know, you just do it and you're done. Yeah. I think, I think it's always worse for me once it starts warming up outside because I am such a, like, I don't know. I get so antsy sitting inside when it's warm out. Like today Mm -hmm. it is like a per it's going to be 97 degrees today. And I want so badly to go jump in like every watering hole that there could be and like mm-hmm. just play outside in the trees and just, I don't know, like I, I should have been, I should have been like a gazelle mm-hmm. <laughs> or like, a, like an antelope or something. <laughs> in your next life, you don't know. Yes, I hope so. Mm-hmm. You never know. You, you never, never know. know. Yeah, it's very hot in here in Utah. So if you're in a better climate, like. I'm happy for you. <laughs> I know. Well, I did just go on a trip to Oregon. Uh-huh. And it rained it? the first couple of days. And then the next couple of days were like absolutely perfect. It was like sunny outside, but like 70 degrees, like oh, nice. warm and not cold, but also like not sweltering hot. Mm. It was wonderful. I saw all sorts of things. I saw like these little crabs and the sea urchins and the little squishy anemone things that you can poke and starfish. It was so cool. I love it. I love it. So much fun. Did you say you had a GoPro too? Yes. Only I haven't been using it as much because the mine, something's wrong with it. Um, It's like the battery has I don't know. I haven't had it for very long, but the battery doesn't hold a charge. It stays charged for like three minutes and then poops out on you. So I need to buy a new battery for it. Mm. I bought a but I probably should have taken it on Amazon. Oh, see, I should probably go look. I've actually got Amazon pulled up right now. I'm looking at self tanners <laughs> because I am so white right now. In fact, I put on shorts for the first time 
And the kids were like, how come you're not wearing shorts? And it's, it's the reason is twofold. One, I hate my legs. It's like the one body part that like, no. I have like self-esteem issues with and I I'm still trying to get legs. around to it. I've I never just, seen like, a pair I of struggle. women's legs that I don't like. I, you know what, that makes me happy because I'm, that, that really is like, it's my struggle point. In fact, probably a week ago, I was looking at different dresses and I randomly started crying and what? I was doing Marco Polo with my sister and my mom. And I'm like, I'm, I'm crying because I just hate my thighs. And they're like, what? And I just like, I just so had a moment. I love your legs. I literally <sighs> love your, like for me, like I know there's people that are like, oh, cellulite, this or that. Like I literally do not mind cellulite at all on anyone, including myself, which is crazy. That's good. I, That's so good. And I, I'm, I'm trying so hard to embrace it. And there's certain days where I'm good at it. And then there's other days where I like, I get in that really bad, like envious jealousy mode where I like look around at other people and I'm like, mm, why am I not like them? And I hate that so much that it just has to go. But, but yeah, I put on shorts today and um, my legs are like as wide as the walls in my house. Like mm -hmm. if I compare, in fact, I have a picture, I'll have to send it to you. Mm -hmm. And it's of us in Oregon and I'm wearing a little dress thing. And I've got my, my arms out and my legs are out. And the color difference between the two is comical because my legs are just so white. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It's trying to tan them. A bikini for the first time in the summer and you're just. Yeah. Cool. I need to ease into this. I can't like, so me and Sydney have been going to the pool every day just to tan, but I'm on the lunch break so that no one's really there. So we can go in a bikini and like tan our stomachs. Cause I was like the. For me, it's like the stomach and my chest that is mm -hmm. the palest when it comes to summer. And now I'm way tanner and I just feel so much better. Like, I don't know what it is, but the body just looks better when it's tanner. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. I don't know what it is. And I think, I think you get, you know, a good amount of vitamin D oh, yeah, while true. tanning. Mm -hmm. But then I guess, you know, there's like the flip side of that where like you have to be careful and not get too much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I totally love it. I was sitting outside watching the kids skateboard and I, I was sitting with my legs out and I'm like, son, do the thing. But mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. It takes for sure some time. But yeah, I was, there's this uh, new fashion brand that just came out and I was looking at their ads for their release and they had this plus size model and she was wearing a bathing suit and her legs were showing and I just I think I rewind and look at it for like maybe 15 times in a row like there's something about legs whatever legs it is that I love it and I remember when I was a kid I hated my legs my legs are not particularly thin and mm -hmm. I hated it another my favorite part of my body that I'm always like whether they're skinnier or fattier I'm always okay with them. Like, it's not the same for my stomach. That's something I need to work on or my arms. But when it comes to the legs, it's like, I'm at peace with that. So like, I kind I of love wear shorts. Yeah, I... I feel like making peace with your legs is like so resourceful because you can wear skirts and dresses and everything. Yes, yes. And I love that. I'm totally like that. In fact, that should be like the first thing on my dream board is, and in fact, it might actually be on there. Like just being at peace with yourself is a huge, huge deal. Yeah. And there for a while, I don't know, I go through patterns where like I am and then I'm not. And I went through a pattern where like I totally was and it was amazing. I didn't care. It was like legs out, 
wear whatever I want, do whatever I want. And it just felt so good. And I don't know why I'm falling back into this downhill, but like, I don't know, I guess life just does that to you sometimes, but I've got to get back into the up because I I loved that place and I lived it and it was good. And uh, you know who really inspired me was Ashley Graham, the model. That's yes, uh, I love her. Gorgeous. I love her body and her legs are amazing. And yeah, I think finding those people is so nice too. It's so true. It is so true. This kind of time I feel like it's today. Yeah, like it's it's a huge deal to get to see bodies that look like yours in mainstream media you know because that's I think that's part of the problem is like I don't know like you look around and you only see people who are like I don't want to say fake because like Mm -hmm. I don't know obviously they're not all fake but I feel like certain body types at least you know until more recently have been portrayed more than others yeah I've always been the big kid you know like I'm way tall my coworkers used to call me the Amazon mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I would come in in high heels because I want to wear high heels. High heels yeah. are cute. They're fun. But then that makes me like six foot four mm-hmm. and everyone was just not sure what to do with the really big, thick, tall girl. Mm-hmm. And that's been me my entire life. And you just got to rock it. You have. And you know what? Yesterday, I was at TJ Maxx as one does. <laughs> That's yes. where I live. <laughs> oh, we should do that again soon. I need a TJ Maxx trip. <laughs> and then there was these women and her complexion, complexion, like her body type reminded me of yours. And she was wearing this white dress. She was wearing a ponytail, red lipstick. She was wearing high heels. And it was like being a goddess, like I didn't want to her to make her feel uncomfortable, but it's just one of those people that she was so magnetic. Like I just couldn't stop looking at her. Like she was glow. It's like she was. They were doing a commercial or something. Like she was stunning, and she was like, because I feel like sometimes I also consider myself a bigger girl, and I feel like you sometimes want to be smaller, so like you don't want to like call people's attention you almost don't want to take up too yeah much you don't space. want to be seen yeah. yeah but she was doing the opposite like she was wearing this tight white dress she was like super put together and she just took up all the space and it was gorgeous to see and she inspired me so much I was like wow like I should really just embrace everything about me and wear where I want, wear red lipstick if I want to, wear high heels if I want to. And she was just, I couldn't stop looking at her. She was gorgeous. Yes, I love that. Shout out to that girl. Way to kill it. Yes, I feel like enabling like one another is also so big. Like you see her and now she inspired me to want to take up all the space that I want. And maybe someone will see me do that and they'll be like, oh, I'm her same body type and height and everything. So I should do the same thing. Yes. Yes. I love this. Mm -hmm. You know what? We blew right into this episode and got right into it. And I freaking love it. There's already so much good in here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Should we go back to doing our lesson of the week? (sighs) Let's do, let's do. I'm taking a quick moment to reflect on my week because Mm -hmm. this one was a weird week. So I I came home from vacation Mm -hmm. and I've, you know, I got home on Wednesday and I'm like, you know what? 
this is great. I feel refreshed. I'm ready for work. And then I came back and work hit me hard in those two days. Oh, <laughs> it hit me so not. hard. And so I, I think what I'm learning, and I've said it before, there's like an element of having patience with yourself. Um, but it's like when, when times are hard at work or like anything going on, it's like, you have to have a moment where you slow down and say, okay, like this is just right now you know, things aren't always bad. Sometimes things are rough Mm -hmm. and there's like, there's, you're going to turn the corner, you know, there's always a corner where you're going to turn and things are going to get better and it's not going to be as busy or it's not going to be as stressful or, you know, you're going to accomplish that goal that you want to accomplish. Like it's, it's just there. It's right around the corner and you just have to be, you just have to work for it and be patient for it. And I think that's what my biggest takeaway from the week is. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you are more ready for next week? Like, did you get to do what you needed to? Um, yes and no. Like, I'm, I'm just, I've been working a project that I've been going at for almost two years now. Mm-hmm. And it's just, the project has been so long that I'm so ready just to accomplish that goal. And it's like right there, we're right on the, right around the corner. Mm-hmm. But it's just like... I don't know. It's like you're in the last couple miles of that marathon and like your legs are exhausted and you're thirsty and you can't wait to lay down. And that's how I'm feeling right now. And I just can't wait to accomplish it. Yeah. I, yeah, I totally get that. Well, you're almost there. Almost there. I'm so close. Yeah. It's going to be such a good feeling once you're done with something you've been working on for two years. Yeah. Like, yeah. I see that. I know I've said, you know what, I'm going to have a party when it's over and I'm going to invite people, you people yes. that don't even know what I'm doing at work. It's <laughs> fine. I'm going to have a party to celebrate and everyone else can celebrate with me and they don't even have to have any understanding of what it's for. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're celebrating. Nice. <laughs> we're celebrating a completion of something. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What um, about you? Well, actually, So I turned 28 this week, as everyone knows, if you listen to the podcast this week, and I learned that I'm pretty at peace with where I'm at. So yay, I love that. I feel like it's it's kind of a scary sometimes when you turn when you're older. And now that I turned 28, it's like I'm closer to starting a new decade, which I feel like is very different to the 20s. And I thought I was going to feel a little sad or... I don't know, like, like, oh, this year just passed by and what did I do? And even though we were at home, I feel like um, when I turned 28 and honestly for the past or as many years as I can remember, I've been feeling like I squeeze everything out of the year. Like I, yeah, there's sometimes where I don't feel that great and I may spend some time in bed or like watching videos that don't add any value, but I feel like for the most part, I squeeze all the life out of the year that I just lived. So not turning 28, I feel like I'm in a pretty good place. And I'm excited that we're talking about happiness in this episode. And I'm very proud of all the personal work that I've done and all the adventures that I've done and people that I've met. And I felt pretty at peace with turning 28. Like I feel in my body as 28. I feel like I own being 28. I am happy with what I've accomplished so far. I feel like I have a purpose and a goal. And yeah, I've learned that 28 is pretty good. I love that. 
I absolutely love that. And like, I like how you said squeezing the most out of the year, because that's how I feel. I've been living like the past couple years of my life. Mm -hmm. And I totally love it because you get to the end and like, I've, I've started doing, um, like a year in review photo book. Mm-hmm. Oh, which apparently is totally expensive so <laughs> heads up if you want to get a hardback bound book it is way way expensive really but I did it anyway because I felt like last year was like a big year for me mm-hmm. yeah, um, and so I was like I'm gonna put this year in a photo book and I love it I go downstairs and I look at it all the time it's like I just flip through the last year and I'm like dang girl I did a lot Mm-hmm. And I always want to have that feeling where you look back and you're like, wow, like I felt all the feels. I did a bunch of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just good. I think that's good, especially when you like come to a birthday and you're like, wow, like I accomplished a lot in this last year of my life. I can't wait to see what's next. Yeah. And especially I feel like and maybe now this is officially getting into the episode. So they were talking about happiness. And I remember two two and a couple months ago, I was in the, probably the lowest point of my life. I was extremely unhappy. I hated everything about where my life was going, how I was feeling, everything. And I also had just come out of a horrible breakup, horrible, horrible breakup. And I thought, how am I going to enjoy life if I'm not with someone, if I'm not with the person that I thought I loved? And all these things, my life is totally changed upside down. And, and really, I tried to be able to enjoy the moment that I'm at, which is I'm single, I am by, living by myself, I can do whatever I want, I have my dog, like I love my apartment. And I feel like I've been able to figure out the way to do that, to really enjoy being single, to enjoy having all your time for yourself, being able to be selfish, not be accountable to anyone and that's something that people tell you when you come out of a breakup is enjoy being single one day you'll be married and you'll have to take into account the other person and ask them for like if they agree on this purchase or not and I feel like I'm right at the point where I figured out how to do that and I'm almost like sad that one day things will be different and I'll be living with someone again and I know that that moment will also have all the sweetness in the world and it'll be amazing in different ways. But this moment is so special that I'm almost like scared of letting go, you know? Mm -hmm. I totally get that. I totally get that. Well, and especially, I don't know. I feel like there really is something so, I don't know, just very, very valuable about having the time to yourself. And like, I look back, like certain songs will come on and it reminds me of living in my apartment by myself drinking maybe a little bit too much wine and like (laughs) painting naked in my apartment just because I could you know and like there's there's just something about that where you're like there's nobody around to tell me what to do Mm -hmm. I can I can stand on my kitchen countertop if I want to Mm -hmm. I can eat an entire chocolate cake if I want to no one's gonna tell me anything no one's gonna look at me with their eyes like there's Mm -hmm. something super good about that time you have to enjoy it exactly I love it and and yeah I think that goes back to happiness so what would you say is happiness to you so when we were talking about doing this episode um and you had said like let's talk about times that like 
we recognized happiness or times that we weren't happy. I was like, okay, like this is good. I get this. So like everyone knows, I've got the divorce episode, mm-hmm. you know, in the past. And I don't know, I went through many years where like I was happy and wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you have to go through a lot of times where you're not happy to see the times where you are happy and go, whoa, this is, this is happy. Yeah. Um, and so for happiness is for me, I would say um, at times that I'm feeling content, you know, times where I'm living in the moment and I'm not like looking or I'm not thinking about the past and I'm not thinking about what comes next. I'm just living here right now. And I'm like, I don't know, just very, very joyous about being in the moment. Mm-hmm. I love the word content. I think that's such a key to happiness. And I feel like there's some maturity in recognizing that. I feel like when we're when we are younger, happiness is more about this moment in time where you're just super excited and it's more of a peak of of an emotion. It's a peak and it's super big and it takes over. And I think as we mature, happiness transitions more into being content and present. And I fully agree. I think it sounds a little sad. I feel like like when I started having the realization <laughs> that maybe happiness is content more than anything else. It's like, whoa, I really am becoming an adult. Like this is so trashy. <laughs> How mediocre to say that happiness is content. But no, like I think being content with something opens up the possibilities to having a long-term peak of emotion, like the younger happiness, because you can appreciate it more and you can create it in a more sustainable way, but starting from content, from take everything away, you're still at peace. Yeah. Well, I remember, so I listened to a lot of TED Talks Mm -hmm. um, and I remember listening to this lady and I will both not remember her name and probably botch some of this message, but I'm going to try it anyway. (laughs) But she talked about how she came from a different country and seeing the level of poverty that like she grew up at versus like how Americans live and like the American dream and how we're always striving for more and more and more. She talked about how, if you want to be successful at something, lower the bar and she's like lower the bar to where it's actually achievable like stop stop thinking we're all going to be elon musks mm-hmm. stop thinking we're all going to be bill gates like lower the bar and recognize that what you're achieving actually is success mm-hmm. and recognize that like what you're doing in the day to day is where you really should be and by recognizing that that brings you happiness because you're like oh like I'm totally achieving things and I'm comfortable achieving things and, you know, still push yourself and still have goals and aspirations, but like make them attainable, like stop setting goals that aren't attainable because then you'll never be happy because you're never reaching them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really big. And I do think we do ourselves a disservice starting there like I believe everyone has the potential to do something big whatever that means to you but I think you need to start from the bottom I'm building a strong foundation and I think what we miss out of these stories when we say I want to be Elon Musk I want to be this or that 
like we're missing all the foundation that they have first and right all the works all the stepping stones exactly all the times where they were nothing nobody like they hadn't achieved anything where they just had a dream and all the people that follow the same steps and it just didn't work out and actually there's this book called the one percent i believe and it explains that yeah those people are genius but there were also a bunch of elements of luck that happened for them mm-hmm. to be who they are and that's something hard to grasp and I think it's a combination of a lot of things that you know an Elon Musk happens right right and I well, think and happiness then- has nothing to do with Elon Musk or having those Elon musk things like the money or this or that like happiness is not that right right well and it's like I guess, I guess determine what your goal is. Is your goal to be happy or right. is your goal to be the richest person in the world? Right. Is your goal exactly. to be the biggest business owner in the world, you know? Mm-hmm. And so if your goal is to be happy, make your goals attainable, mm-hmm. you know, make happiness attainable. You have to choose to be happy. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest, one of the biggest takeaways that I've had from the past couple of years of my life. <clears throat> um, so my, my ex-husband, forever ago made this wall decoration Mm -hmm. and we were thinking for a long time like what phrase we should put on the wall decoration Mm -hmm. and you know we've both been through phases of our life where like we struggled or we went through difficult things or we had difficult feelings and so what we put on there was choose happiness and I think it's the most true phrase that I still oftentimes go back to because you have to make the choice mm-hmm. to be happy. And, and that's not easy to just say like, I'm going to be happy, but it means make the choices that are going to make you happy. You know, don't make choices that in the end are going to cause you more stress or more harm or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, you are, you are responsible for your own happiness and you have to make choices that support that life. You know, you get to pick, you get to pick your own adventure and pick Mm -hmm. the way you want to live it. What would be some of those choices that you've made that have made you happier? Um, So like in the past episodes, we talked about, you know, saying yes and saying no. Mm -hmm. And I think those are really huge to choosing happiness. You know, you have to stop saying yes to everything that comes your way, because sometimes those things aren't going to bring you happiness. They're just going to bring you more stress or, you know, more elements of responsibility that maybe just, it's not your time for that. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe you just aren't down for that right now. Um, And so it's knowing when to say yes to things and knowing when to say no and taking time to reflect on every choice and say, is this creating the life that I want to live? And like, that's a huge, huge thing. Like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of one that's been a big one for me recently. Um, let's see. Oh, pets. Pets would be one. So we've got a backyard cat. <laughs> I've talked about oh, it a yeah. couple times. And it's, you know, this has unfortunately grown to having a backyard raccoon as well. Oh no, you're <laughs> cleaning a zoo. Every night, he comes every night <laughs> and steals the bird seed. Because the back of my yard is like a wetland area. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so if I forget to bring in the bird seed, the raccoon comes and steals it. Mm -hmm. Um, But travel is one of the things that I really like to do. And I like to do it often. And it's one of those things that like, I would say brings me happiness. 
And so for now, like I'm content with having backyard cat. My mom came down over the weekend, fed him a couple times, but like, he's also good at like going out and catching his own food. Mm. Um, he does have worms though. No. <laughs> like, I'm just going to bring this up now. Uh, he's totally got worms. No, no, and no. I, Ugh. it was a horror story. Like me discovering that he had worms was a horror oh, God. story. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, it's already a horror so, story. <laughs> I know. I know. Which is why I'm like, cat, you're staying outside. But mm. apparently it, it happens with cats that like go out and catch their own food because a lot of times rodents right. have worms or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I've been medicating him um, for worms and I'm just going to do it on like a regular monthly thing. That way, as he continues to hunt outside, I'll just treat him regularly. That way, if it comes again, then we'll take care of it. But, mm-hmm. oh <laughs> but yeah, I'm God. like, there's like a certain amount of responsibility that I will accept that way I can still go on vacation and not worry about like boarding an animal or like needing someone to come feed it every day mm-hmm. you know backyard cats great he can he can fend for himself for a couple of days and I love that yeah wow wow don't love the worms though yeah that was wow yeah that was a surprise that was a moment in life where I had to really reflect and then you know what when the raccoon showed up I also had a moment where I was like okay we've gone too far we went too far but you know I don't know what to do about that because they they live down in the brush area behind my house and so if there's like anything outside with any remote edibility they will just show up and steal it those little little thieves I've seen videos Little of trash them pandas. walking on their hind legs and stealing things with their hands and it's so cute but they also have um, babies. Yeah I've got a thousand videos because they come right up to the back door and also try to steal cat food so I'll have to send you videos because oh, they they showed up one day and straight up grabbed the cat food dish and then ran away on two legs and it was the oh funniest God, thing ever nods. it is oh. so funny so i'll have to send you videos I it is entertaining it. but at some point i'm like oh crap like what am i doing <laughs> <laughs> but i did see yesterday that after they were done with my house they went down to the neighbor's house so <laughs> they're just thieving from anyone that has any kind of bird seed or like animal food or people food or whatever it is out on that back patio they will just come take it so little thieves oh my gosh that's crazy okay so happiness traveling dogs do you remember a time where you were at your lowest of happiness and how you brought yourself back up to good happiness um yeah so I think I think the one that like most quickly comes to mind is probably dealing with the divorce mm-hmm. because that's like a shocking thing breakups always get you yeah it's, or it's divorce, so weird yeah. because yeah it's like your life is one way for x amount of time and like I was with Brock for 10 years and for 10 years of my life it was like it was my family and it was his family right And I think the most shocking thing is when like suddenly that other family isn't your family anymore, Mm -hmm. even though like you absolutely adore and love them with like every fiber of your being, but like now they're not yours. And that is the weirdest, weirdest concept. Um, And so thankfully, like his family is also sweet and I still get to talk to him sometimes. And like, we still are friends on Facebook and all that jazz. And so it's like, I don't know. I'll still talk to his mom. She'll reach out. She's listening to the podcast. So like, really? Absolutely. Really? I know. 
oh my like, gosh. absolutely love his family but that was like that was a huge thing for me like you go from living life one way and then suddenly it's different yeah. and I'm like living in my parents basement mm-hmm. and it was like just one of those things that like you never really expected to end up there at that time you know mm-hmm. and so and it was right around the time I got divorced at like the brink of COVID so yeah worst time you know ever. I ended up in my parents basement and then within like a week we also got sent home from work and then Utah had the earthquakes and mm-hmm. there was just a moment mm-hmm. in life where I was ready to do like I am legend getaway style like I had to like, <laughs> go back and I was just like nobody loves me anymore I'm gonna be okay <laughs> And so like, I remember that probably being like the lowest just because it's like, what's next? What is my life story? Like you have kind of like an identity crisis. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you feel like I may never be happy again? Well, yeah, I definitely, yeah. I definitely had those moments where I was like, what am I doing? Like, did I just mess up like the worst Mm -hmm. mess up possible, you know, like Oh my God. That's, that's a good way to describe it. Did I just create the biggest mess for myself? Forever? Yeah. Like, <laughs> did I just make the wrong choice to like a thousand? Because it's, it's absolutely terrifying to go from like living a cohesive life with two people yeah. where like, I don't know, like you have our house and you have our money and like mm-hmm. all of that to all of a sudden you're like, whoa, this is my car and this is mm-hmm. my bedroom. And I'm my by myself. House. If something happens, <laughs> I need to fix it or yeah, I need yeah. to face it or yeah. Yeah. And like, I will say also that I, I guess the best part that I should always reflect on is that I, I guess I was truly never alone because my parents, my sister, mm-hmm. family and friends, like everyone was very, very sweet to me in the time. And was like, if you need anything, let me know, you know. And so I was never alone in that way, but recognizing that I was now my own individual was both the most exhilarating moment in life and like the most terrifying. And I like have this specific memory of, I was listening to Spotify on like some radio channel. So it's music. I don't really know. Mm -hmm. Um, And a song came up called in a spiral Mm. and it just fit the exact moment I was like oh no I'm in a spiral and everyone at work had like referred to me as being in a spiral at the same time just teasing me and I was like oh no like oh crap like I really am in a spiral and so I would say that's the moment where I I probably hit low and I had a brief moment where I was like, whoa, like, am I ever going to come back from this? Like, what is this like? Do I live in my parents' basement forever now? (laughs) Or like, where do I go now? What do I do with this? What do I do with myself? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally get that. It's almost like, what if this is me now? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, what if this is just it now? What if the past person that was happy and empowered and had goals and had achieved stability is forever gone and I'm just this sad loser feeling empty person Mm -hmm. forever like that was just a dream I'll never be that person again this is me now like I live in sadness right I remember when I was there and the first thing that I thought was I need to pour into my own cup again and I am acknowledging that I'm empty and that I'm sad and that I'm broken I don't know who I am so 
at least I have the amazing opportunity to build myself up in whatever way I want to with all the time in the world. I don't have a timeline for myself. No one's looking. I am, I have all the time and space in the world and I can define what happiness is for me again because I can't depend on another person for the rest of my life. Like in a way, the way that I was thinking happiness occurs was obviously wrong because otherwise I wouldn't have lost my happiness because I'm not with someone anymore. Like that makes no sense. Right. It's not sustainable. So I need to define that again for myself, achieve it by myself and be able to sustain that. And then when I meet the next person, I know I can make myself happy. And you know, something that I read too, or actually I was watching the interview with Will Smith and Jada Smith and Mm -hmm. they, they went through a really rough period where Jada wasn't happy at all. And Will, they are not divorced. They had to do a lot of sacrifices, according to them, to stay together. And one of the things that they did is Will said, there's nothing I can do to make you happy. I've tried everything. And she's like, I know it's not you, it's me. So he said, okay, all rules are out. Do whatever you have to do to make yourself happy. Like you figure it out and you do it. I want you to be happy. And I remember being in the relationship before the breakup and thinking, wow, I've never been so unhappy in my life because the truth is if I was happy like we wouldn't have broken up so right right yeah I was happy unhappy after the breakup but I had been unhappy for a while and I remember thinking if I had all the time all the resources and everything in my power in the world could I make myself happy like am I really just unhappy because of the person that I'm with or the situation that I'm in Or is it that I've lost the capability to make myself happy? I no longer know what happiness means for me. I no longer know how to achieve it. So if we break up, can I make myself happy? And the truth is, it took a while. Like I realized that, yes, I was in a toxic environment. It was a horrible, horrible situation, but it wasn't so immediate that I became happy again. Like I had a lot of hard work, hard work to do and it proved to me that it's always in our hand to be happy. And that a lot of times, even if we are at our own devices to make ourselves happy, it'll take a long time. We think, oh, I'll be happy once I get this or that. And it's not always that simple, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I took that as a challenge. Just do whatever you need to do to be happy. And it took a while to know what that was. Yeah. And I feel like that's really true. Like you have to try, (laughs) sometimes you have to try different things. Like I went through this period where, um, it was like, I was looking for like a new hobby almost. Mm -hmm. I was trying to find something that would be like my new creative outlet. And so like, I went on a lot of hikes and I bought a mountain bike because my dad is, my dad is like an amazing mountain biker. And for a man of his age, he, he can just go. And I've, that's one thing that I've always had high in my standards is like, as I age, I want to be someone that continues to move and like, doesn't really get bogged down by my body. And I feel like there's like, there's always going to be things that bother you. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to get arthritis or like your knees are like running now. My knees absolutely are terrible. They hurt so bad, but I want to always be able to move. Um, and so like, I was like, maybe mountain biking is my thing. Or like I was talking to this dude for a while and he was like, try longboarding. And I was like, maybe longboarding is my thing. And so like, I tried all sorts of hobbies 
and I dropped most of them, (laughs) but being able to go out and try new things and be like, maybe this is it, maybe this is it was still therapeutic in a way. Mm -hmm. And so like, you have to take time to figure out like, what is you? And especially coming out of a breakup, I feel like it's a crazy thing to look at like your habits and like just the things that you do and say like, what is me and what, what part of me that I was doing was the other person, you know, because my ex was very, very like, very anal about things, very clean, very, like very particular about things. And for the longest time, I thought it was him. I thought like, he's the reason why the house has to be spick and span. And he's the reason why like, we would never let kids around the car. Like he's the reason. And then come to find out here I am. And like, I mop the floors like way too often. (laughs) I have to clean the countertops a couple times a day because something about like just cleaning them satisfies me in a way. And so it's like, oh, like part of like some of that was me and I didn't realize it. And that was a huge surprise to me, I guess, is recognizing the things that are my personality traits versus those that you've taken on from another person. Mm-hmm. You know something that I'm thinking too that I think is very helpful when you're trying to become happier is think about when you were younger or at a time where you could say I was happy then and look at what you were doing. I find that a lot of our core like hobbies or things that interest us, they don't change that much. Like mm, that's true. Like to draw when they were little, you'll probably enjoy drawing these days too. So yeah, that's a good point. Yes. Or I remember I had such an identity crisis when I got out of high school. I had the best time in high school. Like it was amazing. I had so many friends. And then moving to university, once I came here as an exchange student, I had the best time again. But the first three years in my bachelor's, they were not fun at all. And I just missed that I was never going to go back to high school and like with my high school friends and all these things. And you can always find what elements of that time made you super happy and find those elements again in this new time. So I'd say that some that is also something that is super valuable to making yourself happy again. Like, okay, I cannot have the same friends because they're doing other things now. I can't have the same environment because I'm at a different place. But what about those friends made me so happy? What about that environment made me so happy? And how can I find that again in my new place with these new people and let that guide you in the decisions that you make and the choices that you make and try to recreate that in the new place. I like that. Well, and it's funny because now that we're talking about like how to be happy again, it's funny because we all go back to again, like we always think back to like a time that we were happy before. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting that our like our perception of happiness is based on like a past experience, like a past happiness. Yeah, that's, that's very interesting. And you know what, now that you bring that up, it's very interesting because I, after that experience changed like 180, I always say I'm a different person in the same body pretty much because what I thought was happiness or what would be my biggest goal to achieve, or once I get this, I'll be happy changed completely. So I feel like while I say that looking back at a time when something made you happy can help, I think also changing what is your standard for happiness is also very helpful, especially as we like grow and mature. 
like before it was all about the party being out guys all these things and now I find a lot of happiness in inner peace like not having traumas Mm -hmm. not having I'd say unknowns not having uncertainty like having stability and being self-dependent and all those things make me super happy and if you told me this four years ago I'll be like ew that sounds so boring like that will never be my life and look at me now (laughs) I love just (laughs) watching dinosaur documentaries like yeah (laughs) (laughs) and ordering pizza and there's still part of me that loves to go out and all those things and I've always loved dinosaur documentaries I feel like our essence is always there but I feel like yeah, we need to allow some space for building new, more mature habits that, and also like I thought once I reach that point where I'm a boring person, like I'll never be the same kind of happy. I'll never be like, oh my God, I'm so happy right now. And it's true. I feel like it changes. It's not the same kind of static, like super, oh my gosh, I'm going to get out of my body happy. It's more peace and stability and all those things and it's still happiness it's a different kind yeah and I think that one of the one of the key words that like I guess I keep realizing is change and like change is inevitable and it's part of growing and it's part of it's part of life and I guess recognizing that you know you still have to find happiness when things change And I guess accepting change will also help lead to like an easier path to happiness because if you're so resistant to it, then, you know, I feel like you're going to be, it's going to be a harder, a harder time to, to accepting happiness. But when you recognize that like change is inevitable and just to like roll with the punches, I feel like it's a lot easier to say, okay, I'm going to be happy doing this now. Mm-hmm. and like acceptful of whatever the new state of being is yeah and I think um something that kind of yeah stems from that is like the same way that we were saying that it's important to find out how you can be happy by yourself not depending on someone else I think it's important to find those core things that bring you happiness regardless of the circumstances so that if change happens you still find a place within yourself where you can be at peace and happy and that mm-hmm. will not change whether you're here whether you're in Asia whether you are poor you're rich like it's something that doesn't expire not nothing and no one can rob that from you and it's just it doesn't expire and it takes yeah. time to work on that but I feel like that will serve you so well whether you're in a relationship whether you're not whether things are looking up whether they're not looking up and I think it takes a lot of personal work to even finding that place inside of you and then working on it yeah for sure well it's like you need to find whatever that self-constant is and it's funny being going from like being I don't know being able to do a lot of things solo or basically you know whatever I wanted to do whatever I wanted to do it to being in a relationship like we've pointed out for you know both Adam and I we've always talked about how always do the things that make you happy Mm. and for him that could be like sitting down and writing or reading or like going on a bike ride or playing a game or whatever it is and sometimes you know those are different from the things that I need and so it's like yesterday I was like I'm gonna go on a hike like 
that's what I'm that's what I'm needing right now and then you know he and one of his sons ended up coming with me and it was a total blast and so like I don't know it's good to take the time to do whatever it is that you need to do and sometimes you'll do it alone and sometimes you'll do it with other people but as long as you're doing that self-constant that is going to make you happy then I think you'll benefit from it and it kind of helps you know keep that steady cycle of finding like a constant contentment it kind of helps keep that there Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but again if you don't even know what that is like how are you gonna so true yeah you have to kind of you know search around and see what that is but you have to give yourself time to figure it out Mm -hmm. which is why being patient with yourself is like the biggest biggest deal and why being okay with being uncomfortable is so important because if you're never uncomfortable you're never gonna go search it like in a way now looking back and it's crazy to say this because it was the worst time of my life but going through that breakup was such a blessing like I don't know what I would be today if I hadn't gone through that at all like yeah Mm -hmm. I'm a better person because of it I'm a happier person because of it I'm more independent not in the way that I spend time alone, but like, I know myself better. I know how to get things for myself, make myself happy because of it. Like all around was a sad, sad, horrible thing to happen. And it was also the biggest blessing ever. Yeah. So dang true. In fact, it's funny because, um, my ex and I, like, I don't know, we still talk and we're able to talk with each other in a really mature, like respectful way. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes we're like, you know, I think we were meant to be with each other th- during the time that we were together. But then when it came to an end, like it was supposed to come to an end. Mm. And we all look at like the ways that we've grown during the time that we were together. And, you know, we almost needed that growth together. But then we've looked at the ways we've grown apart. And it is insane to go and look at like just how much both of us have individually grown in like the last year and like seeing the things that we're doing that make us happy that we probably never would have tried had it not been for like that huge life change. And so I don't know, it's, it's just amazing. Sometimes the things that you expect to be like the biggest detriment to you Mm -hmm. are going to be the things that change you in the way that you need. Mm -hmm. And you know what, like when you are in that place where it's so uncomfortable and you're so sad and you're so scared and you have no idea how things are going to work out, it takes a lot of courage to say, okay, I could run back to the person or I could find myself someone just to soothe this pain, to make me comfortable. And I could just run back to safety. And it takes a lot of guts to stay in that place where it's unknown and uncomfortable and scary and to figure things out and to stay there, even though you have no guarantee that things are going to look up eventually, like people say they will, but you never know. And I feel like that's why there's such a big reward to staying there and figuring things out by yourself because it is very scary and it takes a lot from you. So if you're in that place, just like we were saying before, squeeze every bit of juice out of that situation. Like it'll be so worth it. It totally will. It absolutely will. And like, I don't know, just if you learn to love the life you're living and accept the things that you have, then I don't know, it just kind of brings you so much happiness. And then once that story changes for you, it's like you already know how to be happy in every situation. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that you'll be happy all the time per se, you know, because life is ups and downs. 
but like, you'll know how to handle things and manage things and like process your feelings better once you've had to kind of go through that. Mm-hmm. Completely. Yeah. So yeah, that's our take on happiness. Happiness. Mm-hmm. It's I an ups like- and downs. You have to fight for it. You have to work for it, but it's totally doable. Totally doable. And I love how we gave different um, descriptions to what happiness is, like inner peace and content. I feel like if we had met even just four years ago, like we would have given such a different definition and to be here today and be able to talk in these very mature terms makes me so happy. No, that's so true. I almost, it makes me want to come back to this in a couple of years mm-hmm. and like see what our take on it is then. Yeah, it would be very interesting. Life is so funny. Like, I don't know. Like, I was just talking to another friend and she was like, I just turned 40 and it does weird stuff to you. And so well, it's crazy. Yeah, like, it's crazy thinking about how no matter, no matter where you're at in life, you're, you're going through something, you know, I'm like, you've had happiness, but maybe you're in a moment where like, you're in a lull of it and you're having a really hard time Mm -hmm. and you'll always turn that corner. Like just keep going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Honestly, like there were so many low, low, low points where I don't know. I just feel like maybe it's not even worth it. Like maybe all this hard work, like what for, but there's always, always light at the end of the tunnel and it'll be even better than you can imagine. Like It's so true. Going. Ugh, I love it. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Happiness. Really nice. <laughs> and I feel like we let it flow. Like we didn't really have a guideline at all. We just had like a couple of points we wanted to touch on, but I feel like we touched on a lot of very interesting points. Like yeah, we- things that like we didn't think about originally. Things that, I don't know just kind of arose naturally I feel like that always is the best conversation mm-hmm. I agree love it wow that's there's happiness for you <laughs> yeah exactly yeah either you have it or you're gonna get it mm-hmm. just keep going keep going and keep going on our episodes and listen to us next Tuesday <laughs> <laughs> exactly should we give a little spoiler on what we're talking about spoiler Yes. What are we going to talk about, Virginia? We're talking about feminism, our feminism, strong the F word. Yes, <laughs> the F word. And we again don't really have a guideline. We are free flowing it, so we don't know where we're going to end. I, and honestly, I'm excited for this one because I myself have been creating my own definition of feminism and exploring that for me. So, I, but I wouldn't say that I have a very solid opinion on some of the different takes on feminism so it's going to be interesting I feel like I'm going to find out things about myself oh I like this idea yeah this is going to be a good one tune in next week hear about hear about the f word (laughs) yes uh tune in and we'll see you next week see ya bye